Good morning, everyone. Welcome to your D1T in 5 for the morning of Monday, April 5th, 2021. I'm Connor Newcomb, and let's get right into the biggest stories from the weekend. From San Antonio, the sport's winningest coach adds her third national title after a 29-year wait. Afterwards, Stanford's Tara Vanderveer said, quote, I never really thought about it. This isn't why I coach. I wanted to be a teacher. Each year is a great year. I enjoy working with all our players. But I guess the first thing I just want to say is I want to congratulate Arizona on a great year. Great job that they did. They really, really had a great tournament. I'm really excited to take the trophy back to the Pac-12. We had some special karma going for us. When we dodged the bullet, we had to come back against Louisville. Dodged a bullet against South Carolina. Dodged a bullet against Arizona. I think sometimes you got to be lucky. I will admit it, we were fortunate. We were very fortunate to win. Former players would be so proud to be part of this team because of the resilience they've shown, because of the sisterhood that they represent. I'm just thrilled for this team, but also for all the women out there that played at Stanford. Arizona head coach Dia Barnes said, quote, This team is so special. I'm so proud. We fought. We weren't the best team in the tournament. No one thought we'd be here. We believed in each other. We didn't play a great game, but we battled. We played our hearts out. We came within one possession. We came within a basket of winning the national championship, so I'm proud. It's hard. It does hurt. Like my heart's broken. But I can't ask for anything more from this team. To shoot 28% and come within one point, 27% from three, lose by one point. We did some other things really well, so I'm proud. No one thought we would be playing a championship game. In executive leadership news, KUSports.com's Matt Tate reports the search for a new AD at Kansas could be over as soon as today, with many signs pointing to Northwestern Deputy AD and AVP for Development Travis Goff as the choice. And Oklahoma State's new president is current OSU Center for Health Services leader Dr. Casey Shrum. She is a former member of Governor Kevin Stitt's cabinet, where she served as Secretary of Science and Innovation. She was selected among four finalists and becomes the school's first female president. Evansville explored a multitude of options for athletics as the school drafted its institutional alignment plan, one of which was dropping from D1. But ultimately, the Aces will remain at this level in the Missouri Valley Conference. UEAD Mark Spencer said, quote, We were all asked to do our part. We really explored almost everything we could. We explored different conferences, different divisions. We literally put everything on the table. Cutting sports, which sports would we cut? How do we address the Title IX issues? There are always strings attached to everything we do. Instead, the school will reduce scholarships in golf, swimming, and track and field over the next few years, yielding a projected $1.1 million in savings. Another $300,000 in annual savings will be realized through an updated room and board policy for athletic scholarship recipients. From Indianapolis, athlete marketers believe the buzzer-beating 40-foot winner hit by Gonzaga men's basketball student-athlete Jalen Suggs on Saturday night would be worth seven figures in a new NIL world. Voltage management Zach Soskin said, quote, It's not an immediate term, but over the course of Suggs' life, this is worth millions of dollars. Jabez Marketing Group founder Peter Miller said, quote, I bet a company would pay six figures for him today because he's so hot. The problem is that the window is so tight. If they lose against Baylor tomorrow night, it's all forgotten. If they win 10 years from now, people will think that shot won the tournament. Baylor AD Mac Rhodes chimes in saying, quote, We all want to control a situation. It's hard to control something we don't have a clear pathway for yet. I think we all believe we'll get to the other end of this and will hopefully end in a good spot for our institutions and student-athletes. But yeah, it's a little bit unnerving not knowing which direction we're headed. College athletics is going to change here in the next 12 to 24 months, more than it's changed in the last 10 years. Or it sure feels like it. Sports Illustrated's Ross Dellinger with more stories from behind the scenes of the bubble, including Houston AD Chris Pesman serving as a delivery boy for medicine in the middle of the Cougars' first-round game. 
At the JW Marriott, 7,000 pounds of chicken were served during the first two days, and another night Buffalo Wild Wings delivered 19,000 wings to one hotel. Players could get a large pizza every night if they wanted, but no barber was allowed, so teammates and staff members were having to help each other. The NCAA has not tested student-athletes for performance-enhancing drugs at all during the hoops postseason. In fact, quote, full-scale testing has not resumed since the coronavirus pandemic shut down college sports a year ago, according to three people with direct knowledge of the organization's testing protocols. This applied to the college football playoff as well. NCAA CMO Brian Hainline's response was, quote, We do not confirm drug testing at championship sites, especially when they are ongoing. That would defeat the purpose of our unannounced testing at championships. Further, we do not announce when we perform our extensive year-round unannounced drug testing outside of championships. Also, feedback has been strong on the use of announced replay reviews at this year's NCAA Women's Basketball Tournament, so much that ESPN and the NCAA are expected to have off-season discussions about implementing the announcements even for regular season games moving forward. That's your D1T and 5 for the morning of Monday, April 5th. I'm Connor Newcomb, reminding you to join us back here this evening.